0: God bless you. This is Anthony Wilson, your host of the Love Thy Neighbor podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We have another powerful episode for you. We are going to study the very controversial topic of observance of holidays, birthdays and anniversaries. We're going to ask the question, what does the Bible say about these things? Uh, Should we be celebrating uh, holidays? Should we be celebrating birthdays and anniversaries? What does scripture say? And you are going to be shocked at the things that I found out studying this particular topic. So tune in, get your Bible open, get a pad, a pencil. If you're driving in your car, turn it up so you can hear it clearly because this is going to be A powerful, powerful study. After these messages, I'll be right back with What Does the Bible Teach About Observance of Holidays, Birthdays, and Anniversaries on Love Thy Neighbor? Coming up next. All right, welcome back to Love Thy Neighbor. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson. Um, and you're listening uh, to the Love Thy Neighbor podcast. It's broadcasting uh, just about all over from CastBox to Google Play to Breaker uh, to PocketCast, Spotify, um, right here on Anchor. Uh, you can catch me all over. Uh, we've been blessed to uh, just uh, be able to keep expanding, keep growing. Um, We are all over the United States uh, where people are listening in places that I've never been. I've never even uh, heard of some of the the places that they're listening. But we thank God that the message uh, of the word of God, the gospel is getting out. And we pray that um, these uh, episodes are impacting you and empowering you um, and encouraging you to love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And so today we are going to dive into the very interesting and sometimes controversial topic of what does the Bible say about the observance of holidays, birthdays, and even anniversaries. Well, you know how I study. So the first thing I did was I went to the Bible and um, I said, well, is the word holiday even in the Bible? Uh, <laughs> because that would solve all of this immediately. If there's no mention of holiday in the Bible, if there's no reason uh, for us to even talk about it, then there's there's no reason for us to talk about it. And, and what's interesting is that, first of all, for a lot of you out there that are listening, I want you to understand holiday and holy day are not the same thing. They are separate things. A holy day, um, even though it's a festival or a feast, it is something that is reoccurring. It is based upon um, the law and the sacrificial system uh, of God. And so the Jewish people or the Hebrew people, the Israelites, um, they observed these holiday, these holy days, not holidays. And that's what I want you to make sure you separate. A holy day is not a holiday. The day of Pentecost, um, the festival of unleavened bread, the day of atonement. These are holy days, not holidays. And so there's something different going on there. Um, and I'll get into that in a second. Uh, so when I looked up the word holiday, um, I found that there was only one occurrence in the entire Bible um, of the word holiday. uh, And this occurrence is in the Hebrew. There's a word for holiday uh, in the Greek, and we'll get to that in a second. But the Hebrew word for holiday for all my Strong's Concordance users um, is Hanukkah which is 2010 Hanukkah. And it's only used one time in the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament. Um, And it's interesting because when I saw this word, I thought, oh, Hanukkah, as in the Jewish festival, it's not the same thing. Hanukkah here, 2010, is different from the word Hanukkah, (laughs) which is 2597. Hanukkah here H A N A C H A H which is 2010 in your Strong's concordance in the Hebrew means a giving of rest it's a day of rest Hanukkah the one the word that we know as the Jewish festival C H A N U K K A H this word means dedication, or the verb of it means consecration. So it's 2597 and 2598. Now this word dedication literally means to dedicate something or to consecrate something unto a God, unto um, a a king. Um, And so in Daniel chapter three, those of you that have read through Daniel, you probably missed this. Because you weren't looking for this, but when they dedicated the image of Nebuchadnezzar, that was the word Hanukkah, Hanukkah. And it's C-H-A-N-U-K-K-A-H. What we normally see is the same word without the C. H-A-N-A-K-K-A-H uh, or U. K-K-A-H uh, and this word Hanukkah means to dedicate the word Hanukkah um, that means holiday means a giving of rest now what's interesting and I don't want to confuse you about Hanukkah the Jewish festival which lasts eight days um, on the 25th of Kaslev which is December for us Um, And ends on the second day of Tevet, which is January for us, um, is a celebration of the rededication of the temple uh, after the Maccabees uh, defeated the Syrians, um, Antiochus the fourth. They defeated them, rededicated the temple. um, I believe it's in 165 B.C., Um, And this became a celebration for the Jewish people. This is not in the Bible. This is not a feast day of the Jews. This is not a uh, something prescribed by God. It is just a celebration. Now, isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting that this is not something that God commanded? This is something that they chose to celebrate based upon um, what happened in history. And so back to holiday which is the word Hanukkah 2010 in your Strong's Concordance, a giving of rest. This word is used in the book of Esther. Esther chapter two and verse 18. Now, what we find here is that after the king marries, Esther makes her the queen uh, deposing Vashti, which was the former queen. He then declares a holiday in all the providences. And so he declares this holiday a day of rest. Basically, he gave everybody the day off. He said, look, nobody's got to go to work. And then he gave gifts out according to his generosity. He just gave gifts um, on this particular day. Uh, Now, this is in the book of Esther. And so it's very interesting uh, because it shows that uh, holiday is kind of a word that we have taken it to mean something more than what the original meaning was. The original meaning was a day of rest. And so, you know, me, I I'm like, well, that if that's what that is uh, for all you husbands out there. I turned and I gave my wife a holiday. I gave her a day of rest. I said, hey, take today off. Take a holiday. Amen. Brownie points for me. Anyway, back to our study. And so uh, the king proclaimed a holiday uh, in all the provinces and he gave gifts according to the generosity of the king. And this is in Esther chapter 2 and verse 8. This is the only time the word holiday is used in the Old Testament. So I looked in the New Testament. Look for the word holiday. And what I found was this interesting word called Eukeros. Eukairos. And it is 2121 21, in your Strong's Concordance, the Greek, um, and it's broken up into two words. Uh, the U, E-U, E-U means good. This E-U is at the root of a word that we're used to hearing uh, during funerals, eulogy, eulogy. And this E-U means good or well or um Timely or right. Uh, and so when you put EU at the beginning of something, it gives this idea of goodness or wellness or even thanks. Uh, looked up another word that we hear a lot, Eucharist or Eucharistus in the Bible, um, the Greek word uh, which the Catholics use for the communion, the Holy Communion, uh, Eucharist. And what this word means is thankfulness or giving of thanks. Uh, It's the same word that Jesus um, used in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 27. when the Bible says that he gave thanks and broke the bread. Um, Eucharistus, uh, which means a giving of thanks or thankfulness. And so this EU meaning good and then uh, Kairos, which is time. Kairos, which is time, and you get eukairos, which means a good time. Um, And we find this word used twice in the New Testament. Uh, The word uh, is defined an opportune, timely, suitable, perhaps sometimes even holiday or festival. So where we see it used twice is as it relates to Herod Antipas, his birthday. Uh, We see it in Mark chapter six and verse 21. And it talks about his birthday celebration being a eucharist, a good time or a holiday or festival or celebration. Now, we're going to kill two birds with one stone because that's a holiday. It was declared a holiday, but it also was a celebration of Herod's birthday. (laughs) And we kind of read right past it because we don't really think about birthdays in the Bible being celebrated. Um, When you look at another version of this same passage, you look at Matthew chapter 14 and verse six, it talks about how uh, on his birthday, uh, he asked for the head of John the Baptist uh, because of his wife, uh, the daughter. um, He promised her that uh, he would give her a gift and that's what she asked for was the head of John the Baptist. Um, And this happened on Herod's birthday. Now you say, well, what does all this have to do with anything? Well, Herod was a Judean. So if Herod is celebrating a birthday and he is a Jew or a Hebrew person, a person of Israelite descent, then it gives us um, just a little bit of a peek into um, how common a celebration of a birthday is. And so we see two things. We see a holiday in the Old Testament, but then we see a holiday festival and a birthday combined together here in the New Testament. Now, uh, when you look at birthday, um, it's the Greek word Genesea or Genesis, right? Genesis meaning what y'all beginning your beginning day. And this is in the Greek uh, Strong's Concordance uh, 1078 or 1077. They both uh, are the same word, which means born day or beginning day. Are you following me? Now, what's interesting is that I looked up, I said, wait a minute. So we have birthday in the New Testament. Is there birthday in the Old Testament in the Hebrew? Uh, do they have birthday? And so they have a couple of days, a couple of words um, that mean that the main word is Yome, which is thirty one seventeen. And this word is a general word for day. Oh, my goodness. I mean, there were thousands and thousands and thousands of usages of this particular word, and I would have never known that there was a very rare usage of this particular word that meant birthday celebration. And so Yome, Y-O-M-E, e, thirty one seventeen in your Strong's Concordance, and we're looking at Job chapter 1, verses 4 and uh, verses 13. And what's interesting is that when you read this, you don't see birthday. What you see is his day. And on his day, he began to celebrate. And this is the oldest son of uh, Job. He began to celebrate on his day. I'm like, well, what's his day? His day is his birthday, his born day, the day that he was born. Job chapter one, uh, verses verse four. And his sons would go and feast in their houses each on his appointed day. Like what is his appointed day mean? and would send an invite, <laughs> send an invite, send an invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. This is a celebration of his appointed day. When you look this up in the Amplify version, this particular verse, check it out for yourself it says in the Amplified, his birthday feast, his birthday feast. And so uh, this is, this is interesting because uh, I I never paid attention to any birthdays being celebrated in the Bible. And this is one I would have read right past if I didn't dig into Uh, the Hebrew and the Greek. And so a lot of people like, well, you don't need to do all that. Well, without that, you don't have a deep understanding of what the Bible teaches. I don't want to know what people think. I don't want to know what popular preachers on YouTube think. I want to know what the Bible says. Amen. Amen. Um, In Genesis chapter 40 and verse 20, uh, we see Pharaoh's birthday. Uh, And so even though Pharaoh is not a Hebrew, we still see the common practice of celebrating birthdays. Now, the argument would be, wait a minute. Pharaoh's, you know, he's not a he's not a Hebrew. So, you know, that would be pagan to celebrate your birthday. Well, Job's son celebrated his birthday. Herod, who is a Hebrew, celebrated his birthday. And this is just what scripture um, teaches. This is just what's in scripture. Um, so holiday, a day of rest, possibly, um, gift giving and celebration on that particular day. Um, it's seasonable. It's, um, it's a day that comes around each year. Birthday is a celebration of birth. Um, it can be a festival. It's something that comes around. It's an appointed day, uh, that they took for themselves. Um, and so we see number one, Holidays, we see number two, birthdays. Um, We also see in the Bible anniversaries, but not in the sense that we do anniversaries, uh, but we see the framework for anniversary. Uh, In Judges chapter 11, verses 38 through 40, uh, you see the story of Jephthah, and he laments um, his daughter. And so for every year, every year for four days, uh, the Hebrew people, the daughters would go away for four days and lament the daughter of Jetha. And this is interesting because this was an annual thing that they did every year as a uh, memorial or a remembrance. And so they had an anniversary of that every year, which It seems like that is a normal thing in all cultures. All cultures seem to um, use certain things to remember. And so you have national days that are holidays or anniversaries that they are days of remembrance. Um, You have personal days. Um, You can personally remember a day and celebrate on that day. As a matter of fact, that's where Hanukkah comes from. Um, because Hanukkah was not a holiday in the Bible. It was not a festival in the Bible It's not one of the feast days of the Jews. It was something that was created later on uh, to celebrate an event that happened in the Jewish history. And it just so happens that it starts on the 25th of January and it ends on or the 25th of December, excuse me, and ends on The 2nd of January. Uh, It's an 8 day celebration. Okay. Now. What have we learned? There were holidays. Holidays in the Bible. um, Various types. And I'm just giving you just a few. There were birthdays in the Bible. There were anniversaries. In the Bible. So. What is our caution here though? Because. Should we celebrate these things um, with no regard for some of the origins of uh, these particular events? Well, I'm going to give you three very important things to think about uh, based upon what Paul taught um, the Romans uh, in the book of Romans. He was very, very clear uh, because there was an argument over days and the importance of days. And the word he uses uh, for this particular passage, 2250 in your Strong's Greek, uh, hermera, a day, sunset to sun, uh, sunrise to sunset. It means a day exalted above another day, esteemed, sacred to regard as particular, a day that is selected for religious service or solemn assembly, Um, a day that is seen as important to one and may not be important to another. In Romans chapter 14, verses five and six, one person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes a day, observes it to the Lord. And he who does not observe the day uh, to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord. And he who gives thanks and he who does not eat to the Lord, does he not eat? And he gives thanks, which is Eucharist. He gives thankfulness. All right. So here are three things that you need to. Remember when you're focusing on a holiday, a birthday, or an anniversary. You ready? Write this down. Number one, um, can you observe this day with a clear conscience unto the Lord? Can you observe this day with a clear conscience unto the Lord? Can you say, yes, I'm observing this day unto the Lord. This is, you know, I'm showing God's love. I'm 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 worshiping him in this day. This thing is unto the Lord. I'm, I'm clear in my conscience that I can say thank you, Lord, for this holiday. Thank you, Lord, for this birthday. Thank you, Lord, in this particular anniversary. And it be unto him, not unto myself, not unto The world, but unto the Lord. What do I mean? Observe it to the Lord. It means it's service unto the Lord that somehow God is getting the glory out of this day. Number two, are you fully convinced of that by sound doctrine? Have you taken the time to do what uh, I just did and did your research? The Bible calls it work, walking circumspectly uh, in precision, um, in knowledge, in pursuit of the right understanding. Have you studied the scriptures? Now, I don't mean just go online and look at stuff. I don't mean just turn on YouTube and hear what somebody has to say. Did you go into the word as I just did and did this study? And you are convinced, fully convinced by sound doctrine that the that this holiday that you're observing is right in God's eyes your birthday or the way you're uh, celebrating your birthday is honoring the Lord Um, your anniversary is this honoring to the Lord and you have been convinced by sound doctrine the third thing is does this tradition this holiday this birthday this anniversary in the way that you do it does it contradict God's word in any way Is it in direct contradiction to God's word? Um, Now, now let's really think about that. Am I doing something in my celebration that contradicts what I believe scripture says, right? That I believe about Jesus, that what I believe about marriage, what I believe about um, worship, Uh, Does it contradict? And this is important because I cannot make these decisions for you. You have to be um, able to make that decision for yourself. Um, Here's what Paul says in Romans chapter 14 and verse 14. I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him who considers anything to be unclean, To him, it is unclean. This is how you have you have to be convinced and you have to be convinced through sound doctrine and you have to know for yourself in your heart. All right. So the holiday season is upon us. Uh, Halloween um, for me at the time that I'm making this recording um, is a few days away and Christians are going to go out and they are going to celebrate this holiday and I want them to think about uh, is the observance of this holiday unto the Lord. Number two are you convinced of that by sound doctrine and number three does this contradict anything in your belief system as it relates to God. Um, I can actually add another, another one number four that Does this cause someone who is not as strong in their faith to stumble? Will this cause someone who's not as strong as you are in your faith to stumble? Just one other caveat to think about Um, as we are celebrating um, even Thanksgiving. Are you celebrating it unto the Lord? Are you stuck in certain traditions that may contradict the word? Or are you doing it because it's what people do, not because you're fully convinced that it's something that you should do through sound doctrine? And are you really observing this unto the Lord? Uh, Christmas. Now, by now, everybody knows that Jesus was not born on December 25th. That is fact. As a matter of fact, if you do your research, he's probably born... Uh, in the spring, <laughs> uh, sometime in the spring. And so as you are celebrating the Christmas holiday, are you celebrating it unto the Lord? You know, I see people going on Good Friday, beating each other up and 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 and, and tackling each other and even shooting each other, trying to buy gifts. Is that observing Christmas unto the Lord Is that being fully convinced by sound doctrine? Does that tradition contradict anything that we see in the word of God? Um, Going broke, going into debt, you know, to celebrate my birthday. Oh, I'm going to be late on my rent because I got to celebrate my birthday. Is that unto the Lord? Is that are you convinced through sound doctrine about that? Even your anniversary? Is it honoring God? Because uh, marriage is about God. It's really not about us. And that's for a different podcast. Uh, We'll we'll get into that at a different time. But all of these things that we do, number one, are we doing them unto the Lord? Can the Lord be pleased? Can the Lord be glorified? Can you worship God in what it is that you're doing? Can you say, Lord, this is unto you? Um, Are you convinced of that by sound doctrine that you actually studied it and you know it for certain that this is? In, in alignment with the Lord. And, you know, finally, does it does it contradict anything in the word? That's why you first know that, man, this is unto the Lord. Number two, sound doctrine. And then number three, does this tradition contradict anything in the word of God? Um, I hope that this helps you in this season. Uh, a lot of Christians are depressed during the holidays because they don't, they're not able to celebrate it according to the standard and the ways of the world. Um, I'm not one of those guys that is um, big on, oh, you're foolish if you're, uh, you know, doing these pagan holidays. M- my job is to teach the word. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Yes, I have not overlooked the fact that Jeremiah uh, 10 verses 1 through 5 um talk about idolatry and them going to the forest, cutting down a tree and then carving this tree um, into an idol uh, for them to worship and how people relate that to Christmas. You've got to be convinced in your own mind that you're not worshiping an idol, that you're not um, following idolatrous practices, because it's really about. What is your intention unto the Lord? And I think when you do that, you will come to some conclusions that nobody else will have to make you come to. Nobody will have to judge you because that's what Paul is saying. Verse four of Romans chapter 14. He says, who are you to judge another servant? To his own master, he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. I've got to believe that God can do the work in you, that my job, I'm not going to judge you. I'm just going to give you the truth. And then you are going to wrestle with it. You are going to make sure that as you observe this day, whatever day it is, holiday, birthday, anniversary, that you observe it unto the Lord. You're going to be convinced because you're going to study this thing and you're going to believe it through sound doctrine. And then number three, you're going to make sure it doesn't contradict anything that you believe. And then number four, as a caveat, you're going to do it in a way that doesn't cause other people to stumble. You're going to love your neighbor. You're going to care about what other people think. Oh, no, I don't care about what other people think. Okay. Well, you don't want to be a stumbling block for others. And I'm going to give you this verse just to end this particular podcast. Uh, Romans chapter 14, verse 15 and 16. Here's what it says. Yet, if your brothers grieve because of your food or you are no longer walking in love, do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. Don't let the good that you do be spoken of as evil. If you need to make some changes in order to help another person understand, because maybe they're not where you are. They're not where you are. You're watching scary movies on Halloween and somebody's over and they're new in the faith and they're like, um, I can't watch this. Amen. We won't watch it then. We'll watch something that you can watch. Wow, that's that easy. Yeah, because I want to be convinced by sound doctrine. I want to do things as unto the Lord and I don't want my life to contradict what I believe scripture says. And so I pray that this helps you during this very difficult time of deciding. um what holidays to observe, how to observe your birthday, how to celebrate your anniversaries. Um, I want you to look back on this, share this with somebody who's having that struggle and do the research with me, go into the word of God, check it out, follow up on the scriptures, uh, read this uh, and then share this with someone else. I pray that this blesses you. Uh, Father, I just ask right now during this time of holiday season that you would give your people wisdom and direction and guidance Lord, that they would be able to observe any day unto the Lord with a clear conscience that they're fully convinced through sound doctrine and that they know that what they're doing is not in contradiction to the word of God, which uh, they live and breathe and believe in. And so, God, I just pray that you strengthen your people, empower them during this time. Do not let the enemy take advantage of them during this season. Rob them of finances and resources and peace and and, and, and harmony within their families, God, I just pray that you strengthen them, build them up, God, and give them uh, wise decisions, give them wise Uh, choices, help them to make wise choices in this season. In Jesus name. Amen. This is Anthony Wilson. You're listening to love Thy neighbor. Thank you so much for listening. I pray that this bless you. Remember to love your neighbor as yourself and love the Lord, your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Uh, God bless you. Thank you so much for those that have been supporting us, continue to support us. We need your help. If your support is lapsed, Please pick it back up. We, we definitely need your help. We're full time ministry um, and every dollar counts. Go to anchor.fM. And uh, put slash Anthony Wilson in your Google, and then when you click on that, you can scroll down to support, and you can give ninety nine cent, four ninety nine, nine ninety nine, whatever it is. Um, it's up to you. Uh, we're not charging you for this information. We just want to get it out. We just want to bless you. But if you want to uh, return uh, the favor and be a blessing to us, we will be so thankful. God bless you, and enjoy your day.